Hi, hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, Yevgeny? Uh, I'm doing fine too. Yeah, and the weather is good and the mood is good. Yeah, and uh, uh, Rick, uh, we uh, uh, we spoke a, a, a about Prague, uh, and it was it was very interesting. But maybe you can compare Prague uh, nowadays with Prague. Uh, where you were uh, first uh, first time? How uh, how uh, how uh, how has this the situation uh, changed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to do that. What I think would be the best thing is um, I would look at Prague with three different points of view, or we could say three different slices. Okay. First, very well. The first time I was in Prague was 1974, and then 75, 76. This was uh, during the communist era. This was the time that was called normalization. Uh -huh. Normalization was was after the time of the invasion, yeah. uh, during the Soviet occupation, yeah. when Dubček and all of his Prague Spring followers were expelled yeah. from the political life. And the Slovak uh, man was brought in, a man named Mr. Gustav Husak. Yeah. And he became the, pre uh, the chairman of the Communist Party and later the president of the country. And he was working, he was Moscow's man. Yeah, he yeah. was working to quote-unquote normalize, take things back to pre-1968. And it was a slow process of bringing the country under very, very tight control of the Soviet Union. So the country I saw in 74 when I first came, 75 when I was married, 76 when I came back for a visit... And then I didn't come back to the country until 1987. So it was a long history. This was a country that you had a lot of former glory. It was. A, it's a obviously if you've been to Austria, uh, it's very similar type of architecture in a lot of yeah. the public buildings. But Prague always was a was a jewel a jewel house of architecture. But everything was run down. Now, now it was, certainly was in a different, it was better shape than let's say Saint Peter, Leningrad or Moscow. But it was still run down. It was uh, desultory. It was very gray. Um, shops were pretty much empty. And you, you, you came to the city uh, for other reasons than tourism. You had very few tourists. You always took a visa. And they weren't that hard to get. It was easier than getting a, a Soviet visa. But it took, you know, a couple hours worth of work. You had to exchange $10 a day at a terrible exchange rate of 10 to 1. And the street rate was, you know, 20 to 1. So, so it was not a place you saw lots of tourists in, and it wasn't a lot of fun. You had lots of controls. Uh, you had a lot of police, a lot of secret police, and a, a lot of mess. People who had families here went through the hassle, went through the, um, the, the trouble. And so it wasn't a lot of fun. Uh, you had to be a little conspiratorial. Uh, people understand that, having lived in the Soviet Union. It wasn't as tough. Uh, you could get a visa, go anywhere in Czechoslovakia, it didn't matter. You didn't have your cities marked out at the t days you were going to be there. Yeah. So, everything changed when the Velvet Revolution came. They called Sametova Revolutsa in 1989, yeah. 1990. Mm -hmm. So, we came back uh, 1990 uh, for the first uh, time since the revolution occurred. And it was, um, it was euphoric, is a good word. It was euphoria. It was a great deal of joy, yeah. and everything was open and possible. Mm -hmm. I we came back in '93, 
Uh, I came back uh, with a Czech American Enterprise Fund, which is an American institution to pump money in to the private sector. And I did a lecture program to teach uh, risk management. And then I went to work for Corfin Leasing, which was the largest leasing company in the Czech Republic. And then I went on to other things we spoke about. Um, the life in the 90s here in Prague was extremely exciting and invigorating. You, you saw a huge amount of investment coming in. Uh, you had a very large American community in those days, probably 20, 30,000. We had three daily news, no, weekly newspapers in English. Uh, we had a, you had an explosion of dailies. You know, in the, in, the, in the big cities in the United States, you're lucky to have two daily newspapers. Uh, New York, you have maybe three or four. Uh, but most cities have two. Uh, in the old days, in, in the great newspaper era in America, you'd have five or six. And they, they cut a different slice of society. You know, you had newspapers for working class people, newspapers for business people, newspapers for uh, upper class, yeah. middle class, you know, whatever. And I'm not talking about the ethnic newspapers that are in Russian or Polish or Czech or Yiddish or things like that. I'm talking about general circulation. But we had all of that here in Prague. And, of course, now we're down to uh, about four. We have Mlada Fronta, which means the youth front, which yeah. has to do with youth. But it's a center right. Then we have Lidovi Novini, which is a centrist newspaper. Yeah. Uh, then you have Pravo, which is the old communist paper. It used to be called Rude Pravo, which means red right. And that's uh, social democratic. So you have those three. Then you have uh, a newspaper, uh, which is called Hospodarsky Novini, which is like the Wall Street Journal. Uh -huh. And then you have one called Halo, which nobody reads, which is a communist newspaper which is a big joke, and they give it away for free, but nobody takes it. Uh, you have that. So you have about four, four papers a, a daily. So you had that going on. You had the explosion of new uh, restaurants and new enterprises, and everything was extremely dynamic. Uh -huh. That took its course. Then we saw all the brand-new banks that opened up with people who were not bankers but were well-connected to the central bank to get licenses, and they, they all folded. <laughs> they all blew up. And then the old institutions uh, made too many bad loans. They were had to be bought by the government. And then what it turned out, to make a long story short, is that all the banks here in the Czech Republic are owned by foreigners, which is a shame. Uh -huh. uh, Germans and uh, the Austrians mainly are the big banks. Yeah. All Every Austrian bank bought Czech banks, including the big savings bank. What you have in Russia is Sperbank. Uh -huh. we, we have a thing called Sporzitelna which is a direct translation, sper into Russian, yeah. into Czech, sporzitelna, sporzit, to save. Mm -hmm. And that was taken over by Erste Bank in, in Vienna. And then you have Raiffeisen uh, bought uh, banks here. You have American bank, like Citibank is here, and, they, and you have GE Capital, and you have the Dutch and things like that. But the, there was no banking culture here, so that was taken over by the foreigners, and it was beneficial because then you have real decent credit and savings and things like that. So in the 90s, this was a, uh, an era of, of great expectations. Uh -huh. um, a lot of things. But uh, for, for, for example, in, in, in Russia in 90s, we had uh, great expectations, but we had a huge inflation. We didn't it, uh, have that. What about uh... no? It didn't happen here. Ah, yeah. The, yeah. We didn't. The thing is, what happened? It was under a little bit better control. It's a smaller country, mm -hmm. and um, they did the privatization. They did several waves of privatization. Mm -hmm. 
The first one was called the small privatization, where basically uh, they wanted to get small holders again. So you had things like newspaper offices and grocery stores. You they had a, a national property fund, and so if you were you know in a they didn't allow private property except for small houses. So if you were working as a, in a as a cooperative grocery store. Uh, the management went up there, put their money in, made a, made a, a bid for the project, and they bought it. So very quickly, all the small little businesses were uh, they returned to the original owners. We had a what we call reparations, mm -hmm. um, and there's a different word they use. I can't think of it right now, but this was uh, recompensation. So if your grandfather had a uh, an office building mm -hmm. and it was taken by the communists, you got it back. Uh, it, oh, yes. Uh, there was one guy, his grandfather owned a huge mansion. The, the communists took it away. And the mansion uh, is now turned into the Indonesian embassy Yeah. with a, with a $10,000 a month rent. Ah, yeah. He got that. Uh, so you had, uh, you had recompensation. You had all this, these properties coming back to the children, grandchildren of the original owners. Now, sometimes it wasn't possible because they destroyed the building yeah. or you had families in apartment houses, so you had to get some replacement yeah. and things like that. So you had that going on. So you had people that had nothing, became millionaires overnight. Um, the current president of the country, Mr. Klaus, yeah. uh, was the prime minister and before that the finance minister. And so they're very, very conservative approach on the money supply. So, yes, prices have gone up. Uh, since 1993, no two ways about it. But we didn't have hyperinflation. Uh -huh. uh, it went up on a normal course. And, of course, the big thing was was that the exchange rate between the check crown and the dollar uh -huh. in 1993 was about 35 to 1. Uh -huh. And today it's about 19 to 1. Uh, okay. So uh -huh. the check crown increased in value over yeah. time. And, of course, as the prices went up at a reg regular clip, but after inflation, real income in the first 10 years doubled. So that's the, you know, the reason why the, the, the reforms work. But it's easier to reform a smaller country yeah, yeah, uh, than it is a bigger because it was easy for the big companies, let's say like Škoda, mm -hmm. to be taken over by Volkswagen, okay, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, retooled. And uh, so I, I think we've come you know, to the, the end of our, our, our time here, yeah. uh, but we could talk about next time. We can talk about comparing comparing life in Prague now in 2012 yeah. to the way it was in in the 1990s on our next interview. If you okay, like. okay, very, very very well. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. It was very it was very interesting. Thank okay. you. Let me just make a note. We're going to